All right, good morning, good evening, good day to anyone who is tuning in into this episode, which will be, I guess, highly controversial for some people. And I'm just letting you know there are many truth bombs that are going to be dropped in this episode um, because I've been experiencing just so many things uh, on the topics that I mentioned in the title and now it just felt like the right time to just let everything everything out to just speak up what I've been feeling and to share it and hope that it resonates with many people and I know it does because I have many activists who have been talking about those topics as well and it's something that's just always coming up in the animal rights movement so yeah so as you've seen in the title um, I want to talk about spirituality and also activism and if you can both be spiritual and do animal rights activism I think that both can be associated so you don't you can be an animal right an animal right activist without being spiritual before um, I go on on this uh, subject I think it's important to uh, actually precise what is actually spirituality and the way that I perceive it for myself in my experience is basically to connect connect with myself to um, get to know what my truth is and what are my values what do I align with and how to basically improve myself become the best version of myself it's it has a lot to do with self-development and but for me, it's basically to be truly connected and, and aligned with my truth. So when I'm speaking for the animals, when I'm speaking up on the streets or um, at home, when I do online, online activism, I'm aligning with my truth and with the factual truth uh, of what ha is happening to the animals. And later I will talk more about the choice of words uh, within the animal rights movement and if it's really relevant or appropriate to choose and use some specific words in relation to what is happening to the animals. Um, but what I've been feeling um, in my own activism and let's say the... The most comments, a lot of comments that I've been receiving um, is people basically telling me that I shouldn't judge people, I shouldn't judge animal abusers, I shouldn't judge people who are not yet vegan and etc. So before we go deeper into this, let's first like think about what is actually judgment, what, what does it mean and Try to imagine a society like ours without any judgment towards anyone. And 
judgment it's like there is just like a buzz around this word and it's been used all over again and and for different things and it kind of loses its meaning and it's always connotated in a negative way but in my eyes society needs judgment in order to function well in order for people's and animals rights to be acknowledged and respected and without judgment you don't get any advancement you don't get any progress in justice movements so to me judgment is basically just showing what the truth is when we recognize that someone's rights have been breached have not been respected we have the duty to actually judge a person to put this person uh, in front of their responsibility to face them confront them with their responsibility to hold them accountable so that this person can actually realize and see what they have been doing and that what they have been doing is wrong so that they can change and I think that I've been active now for over six years in the animal rights movement and I've you know I've used different methods I've used different strategies to reach to people uh, to try to convince people of changing to um, reach to their hearts so that they can do they can live a lifestyle that's ethical and that's not impeding that's not um, basically stepping over the rights of animals or of anyone and now i think it's been now over a year that i've been deciding to choose my to to change my activism to be more confronting to just speak up the truth no matter what um to not chew my words to to not reduce the suffering of animals with words that don't actually accurately describe what's happening to them i don't want to lower my voice i don't want to silence uh, to silence the animals or what's happening to them and I am no longer choosing um, to use words that are not representative of what's actually happening to them. And ever since I've been doing this, I've seen and I've received more positive feedbacks and more testimonies and, and messages from people actually starting to live a, to live a vegan lifestyle because of this kind of activism. So I'm seeing from my perspective that this is working. Not only from my own perspective, I'm seeing it through the activism of other animal rights activists who are louder, who are, for some, uh, would be deemed as more extremist and so on. But I'm seeing the concrete effects of that kind of activism. And so I'm choosing, I'm taking the responsibility to choose that kind of activism. And I know that to the eyes of some people, it just might not quite, um, yeah, like match 
with the fact that it doesn't match with spirituality. And the thing is, like I said, there is always this recurring term that you shouldn't be judgmental. Now I've explained why I think that you should be judgmental towards people whose deeds are wrongs, are not morally acceptable. And the thing is, what, what I am feeling from other vegans or non-vegans, so most of the time it's actually vegans who are giving me this kind of feedback, this kind of comment. It's either coming from vegans who are not themselves active for the animals or from non-vegans. So for me, it's a bit hard to take this kind of comment seriously when the person is either actively partaking in this massacre of killing animals and exploiting them and using them, or it's coming from a person who's not speaking up at all for the victims of non-vegans. So it's hard to take that kind of comment seriously. But the thing is, and, and it's mostly from spiritual people telling me that I shouldn't judge animal abusers, but yet these people are judging me for judging animal abusers. And it's completely fine for me. I accept it. I'm, I have no problem whatsoever with it because I know why I'm doing what I do. I know that I'm speaking up for the victims and that they would wish if they could tell us. And if you were in the position of those animals and you are about to have your throat slit, if you are about to be hung up with your feet and head down and you have your throat slit and or you're about to be gassed in a gas chamber, like it's the case for pigs in the pig industry, what would you wish me to do? Would you want me to stay quiet and to not judge people for what they are about to do to you? Or would you want me to judge these people and get loud and do anything I can to try and stop them from murdering you? So always see the perspective from the victims, not from the perspective of the oppressors. And that's how we should go about any activism. When there is, when it comes to justice, that there is only two sides. There is the side of the oppressors and the victims and either you speak up for the victims or you speak up for the oppressors, but it doesn't make any sense. So I know, I, I'm clearly aware that I'm being judged by so many animal rights activists and non-vegans. But like I said, um, that's, that's not my purpose. That's not my goal to make friends or to be respected or to be liked by people or to become famous or whatsoever. I'm doing what I do because I know it to be effective and because I want people to change. I don't want them to take baby steps. I don't want them to think that what they're doing is good and that they should take their time to change. I want people to change now and to actually hear the victims, hear their screams, because 
as long as you do not live a vegan lifestyle, you are the reason why those creams exist. And there is this um, this saying, something that I've I've heard within the spiritual movement, um, and, and there are many books that talk about this. It's the fact that each soul has incarnated for a reason. So some people would assume that animals have willingly chosen, their souls have willingly chosen to incarnate in those animals for whatever purpose, to maybe show the dark side of humanity so that we can realize it and then like reach the light and become better human beings or whatever. It's like saying we had to have um, the whatever happened in history, any war or any injustice that happened in history, it was needed uh, so that we can we could be- become better humans. And even though like a part of me can kind of understand it, I still just cannot help myself from being consciously in this society and knowing what's happening and knowing that I can do something against it. I can speak up about it. I can hold people accountable for their actions so that they change. And and to me, it's never justified. Whether some people believe that those animals chose to incarnate, to embody, uh, to that their souls embodied this life so that they could show us the way to the light or anything. It's not a justification for me that someone could use to abuse and murder animals because I know that I have the power now to change that, to help people to change. And this is the purpose that I choose for myself. And I think that it's, this is quite scary and it can be actually very easy for many people who hold this kind of, um, of um, what's the name, of speech, for the people who talk that way, it could be so easy for them to actually reject their responsibility if they think that animals did that voluntarily. If they think that animals decided to be voluntarily bred into existence and suffer and be murdered, it's actually the person is rejecting their responsibility and they don't see themselves as an animal abuser while they keep paying for animal abuse and murder for no reason. So if we have the choice as embodied souls, if we have, we can choose to live a vegan lifestyle, which most of us can in developed countries we have this possibility it's not um a privilege it's not um like it's not especially more expensive or anything it's possible you can just choose whole foods which are the cheapest food on this planet and like you just don't have to go to the restaurant each week you just don't go to zoos you pay attention to buying cosmetics that are labeled vegan and cruelty-free. And you can even buy them second-hands and you can buy second-hand clothes. So 
there is really no justification in developed countries to not be vegan. So I had the power to choose and I just chose to dedicate to animal rights activism. And I chose to confront people with the uncomfortable truth about their actions. And I'm actually not honored, but I'm, I'm happy and, and satisfied with this decision. I know that when I'm doing this, I'm completely aligning with myself. I'm listening to my truth and speaking the truth about what's happening to the animals. And I would, I would do it over and over again. I wouldn't have it any other way. Even, mean, even if it means I'm going to be judged, cancelled by people, if I'm going to lose some family members, friends to it who don't want to have any contact to me anymore, I don't do my activism to gain popularity or respect from people. I do it for people to respect the animal's right to live free of any oppression. And that's what I wish for anyone, to live free of oppression. So I know that sometimes being confronted with the truth is uncomfortable, but it's nothing compared to what the animals go through. I came here to use my voice for the ones whose voice has been ignored and is still ignored in society, even by some vegans. Even by, by vegans who are not active, who are actually trying to defend the animal abusers or to respect animal abusers, although they know that they're doing something wrong. I want to establish an equality in the way we treat animals and abolish human supremacy. I don't think that humans are specifically um, necessarily superior to animals. I just think that they all deserve the same respect and rights. And those are basic rights. And so why do some vegans think that we actually have to let animal abusers like reduce or take baby steps when we know that what they're doing is unethical and unjustified why do some people think that humans are so special? And that's something that I've realized over the last months. And it's like always torturing me inside to see how some vegans actually defend the oppressors. And they're not speaking up for the animals. So, you know, like why I say humans are not more special than anyone. Um... You know, I know that some people have had the ayahuasca experience and I've had my experience where I felt the pain of the animals. And if you want to hear about this, I will link the, episodes on, the episode on my ayahuasca experience. Some people actually felt or saw as a visual in their ayahuasca experience how they died and their bodies were rotting and they were eaten by insects and all kinds of animals and then they just went back to the earth and so that's why for me we are no more than other inhabitants of this planet we're no superior to other inhabitants of this planet of this planet just because they look different than us and if spirituality is about speaking your truth then I will keep speaking my truth and speaking the factual truth about what's happening to the animals.
So if anyone here resonates with, with this sentence, speak your truth. Well, please let me speak my truth. Let me, let animal rights activists do their jobs by speaking the truth to animal abusers, by confronting animal abusers with the truth of their actions. So, yeah, it's, there's just like always this recurring words of judgment in the spiritual movement. And to me, it's, it's kind of hypocritical because all people judge. Um, like in the last few days, I was thinking like, okay, like what kind of people maybe do not judge? I think that for someone to be able not to judge anything or anyone, they have to be isolated. They have to be alone. Like for a monk in the Himalaya or wherever, someone who's been isolated maybe for months or years, I'm pretty sure that this person doesn't judge anything or anyone. But as people who live together, who live together uh, on their work or at home, we are constantly judging each other. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just having different opinions and making ourselves, each other aware of what we're doing wrong and how we could do something better. And that's what the animal rights movement is about. We want to help people reach that goal of being in alignment with their values. And most people, actually all, almost all people say they are against animal cruelty and abuse. But as soon as you start to confront them with this truth that they are responsible for animal abuse with their money, it starts to get uncomfortable. And if they are so deeply against it, why do they not change? So that's why we have to get loud as animal rights activists. That's why we have to speak clearly, not try like to, you know, use some fake sentences or euphemisms. We have to be clear towards these people so that they can change. And like I say, I think that judgment has been used in so many justice movements and that's how people actually got their voices to be heard. And there was some violence as well in, in some uh, justice movements. Um, I don't think that like I'm being violent just because I speak loudly or because I scream the truth about what's happening to the animals on the street. That has nothing to do with violence, with the true violence that's happening to the victims who are brutally murdered, who have their babies taken away, who are abused sexually and gassed in gas chambers. That's the real violence. So if you look back in history, all justice movements reached their goals through extreme measures, such as civil disobedience and being loud and extreme. So, yeah, it's, it's one aspect that I wanted to bring here. And also that I generally want more vegans to become active. They're just like, look at the bigger picture. There's maybe like 1% of vegans on this planet. Within those, this 1% of vegans, 
how many of them are active on the streets or online or doing anything about what's happening to the animal? Almost none. It, it's like maybe 0,0% something. So, and if you are not speaking up for the animals, how are you requiring, requiring of me? How are you demanding me to be calmer or to not judge people? to not hold people accountable when you are doing nothing or almost to nothing. How do you want me to stay calm and, and not do anything about this? We have few, uh, yeah, few animal rights activists have, are obligated to, they have to get loud because there are just so few of them. Because the rest of them do not want to confront people with the truth. They it's, I can relate, I can understand that you might feel uncomfortable telling people the truth, but just put yourself in my position. If you are not speaking up for the animals and we are just so few people doing it, why should we be calmer? Why should we be like... Um, I don't know, like, like more silent. Why should we do something less extreme or less loud just because you feel uncomfortable to do it? Well, guess what? We have to do the job that you're not doing. And so we have to get loud. And that's, I think, the biggest problem and also within the animal rights movement is human supremacy. It is such that even vegans... Many vegans that I know are speciesists in many aspects. In many aspects, they think that human beings are so superior to animals and they, they think that they, human beings almost deserve more respect than animals do. And that's where I want, I want to, to break this. I, I want to destroy this myth that humans deserve more respect than animals. Like... What message, what image does it give about animal rights uh, activists when we grant human beings more respect than animals? And, be and when we use that as a justification to like, not speak up for animals, to not get loud for the animals and for what's happening to them. So... I don't think that humans deserve more respect or that animals uh, deserve less respect than humans. I don't think that we necessarily have to be granted exactly the same rights, like, you know, that we have, that we give animals the possibility to vote or something. That's, it doesn't make sense, but I just want everyone to be granted the same basic rights of being able to live in peace, free of oppression, not being mistreated just based on the way you look or because you belong to another species. So, and well, the last aspect, the last topic that I wanted to bring up here is the word Holocaust. Because so many times I'm told by people like, it's offending, you shouldn't use uh, the word holocaust and blah 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 and it's it should be just used for the Jews and what happened to the Jews and I can 
kind of understand where you are coming from. For those who have more interest in general, like in, in searching and really looking into this kind of voc vocabulary and, and why the Holocaust is actually a, a very accurate word to talk about what's happening to the animals. Look into Charles Patterson books. Um, I will link um, the, this kind of info in the description box. Um, but also, um, what did I want to say? Yes, there are many um, people and families who actually um, were in, con in concentration camps and, and who escaped and find the use of this word to describe what's happening to the animals completely accurate and relevant. And that's why that's not the only reason why I will keep using this word. The main reason, not the main one, but what I actually came across, what I was searching this morning, and maybe you didn't know, is that the term Holocaust comes actually from the Greek holocaustos, I don't know how it's pronounced. And it has been used for over or approximately 2,500 years. But now, wait, what's coming is even more interesting. A holocaust is a religious animal sacrifice that is completely consumed by fire. The word derives from the ancient Greek holocaustos, which is used solely for one of the major forms of sacrifice, also known as a burnt offering. So to me, this is quite clearly like the first use of the word Holocaust, and it refers to animal abuse and animal murder. So why should I not use this term to describe what's happening to the animals. The main term that you might find online as well is that it's used to describe a mass destruction, a genocide of a species, of a species. And it is a huge massacre. It is a massive destruction of animals. And if you look more into what kind of practices, what, what, was, what kind of mistreatments were done to the Jews, you will see that many of them are exactly the same that's, that, um, than the ones that are done to animals. So why should we use a word only for humans? And why is it disrespectful to use it for animals? If this word was first used to describe animal abuse and murder. So to me, this is again coming back to the human supremacy it shows again that human beings think that they are so superior and so special that they only they deserve certain words to describe their misery. But animals are so low and inferior that they do not deserve impactful words to describe their massacre. And I do not think that humans are superior, so I will keep using that word. But the, the thing is, I can understand why this, it had such a great impact and why people decided to use this word after what happened to the Jews. Because I think that this was the first time in history 
that human beings actually saw what kind of horrors could happen to human beings. And they were actually like most, the, the, the thing is the people see only the Nazis as responsible for it. They only see Adolf Hitler as responsible for it. But think to yourself, the, the most horrible thing is, is not that this happened. I mean, it is a horrible thing, but would it have happened if the people didn't participate into it? Could have a man such as Adolf Hitler like reached this goal without the support of human society. So this is a call for everyone to take the responsibility. And this is a call for animal abusers to also take their responsibility in the animal holocaust that they are financing. So it's so easy to put the responsibility on the shoulders of other people on the shoulders of the governments and industries. But as long as you do not live a vegan lifestyle, as long as you are paying for this animal holocaust to go on, you are responsible for it. But I, what, what I wanted to say is, I think that this like was so embedded in people's heads and they thought that this should be used only for human beings because it was the first time in history that, that um, just a horrible event of such a scale happened. It was the first time that there were so many victims of a big injustice that people felt compelled to use this word only to describe this event. And I can, I see where you are coming from. But if you also look at the numbers of the animals victims of the animal victims this number is bigger the number of victims of animal victims each year is bigger than all human victims in the whole history so tell me why animals would be less deserving of us using such words as holocaust to talk about what's happening to them. So, and as one last point, because I know that many people think that animal rights, some animal rights activists are extreme or loud, or that they're, they, they just like, um, they, they, their aura is, is like so negative and then they just like um, bring so much negativity out of them or something. You base this judgment on seeing the actions that we do. But you don't see us as just like everyday people in our lives going about and doing our job and and like talking to our families and friends. Like we're just normal people. Like we're just people like anyone. Only we are not paying for the animal holocaust and we are actually speaking up about it and we have to get loud and we have to get some extreme measures when the laws are unjust and when animal animals are given no rights no voice well we have to raise our voices for them because they cannot defend themselves 
So you might think that we are terrorists or extreme people, but I can like assure you that your everyday might just look like similar to my everyday. And I don't go about uh, like 24 hours, uh, 24 hours seven, I don't go and like scream at people or insult people, which I also do not do in my activism. I use uncomfortable, like impactful words that make people feel uncomfortable, but I'm not insulting them. I'm telling the factual truth that those people are animal abusers as long as they do not live a vegan lifestyle. So I think that's how I will close um, this podcast episode. And feel free to give me any feedback, to contact me in any way, to share this episode if you felt like this resonated with you. Uh, I hope that I was clear, that there wasn't any confusion. And if you feel offended, like for humanity, because I choose the word Holocaust, like just put yourself in the position of the animals, okay? When there is an injustice, you shouldn't see this situation from the perspective of the oppressor. You should see the situation from the perspective of the victims. And the victims are trillions of, in total, trillions of land and marine animals who have their lives taken away, their families, friends taken away for no justification, for no reason each year. So what are you now going to do? I will see you in the next episode, maybe at some point. Have a good rest of your day and see you on my other social platforms.